I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in. Uh, today, we're going to have a testimony. It is my friend, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hi. Um, Jay is 22. 22? Mm-hmm. And I have known her for years. Some years. How many years? Like five-ish. Five-ish years. <laughs> At least. I feel like the first time I saw you was maybe a more Memorial Day cookout, and you were helping serve food. Probably. And I feel like that's like... Sense. And I was a member at that church, and you were serving food, and I don't think you've been there very long. Let me tell you, it's because, (laughs) here's my genuine answer. Oh, good. Uh, And that's something that I've, like, kind of been wrestling with recently, uh, is that's where I find my identity, is being helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, And so it's like, even though I don't go to this thing, and I'm, like, just figuring out what it looks like to, like, actually, like hear the Bible and like do all these things. It's like, what, what can I do? I can be helpful. That's what I want to do. Cause it makes me yeah. feel like I have a purpose. Yeah. You were like already working there and you just showed up pretty much. <laughs> and so you can have that in a healthy balance or you can have it in an unhealthy extreme. So it's very true. Well, I'm glad that I got to meet you then a little bit and that was mm-hmm. kind of neat. And then over the years getting to know you more, um, I'm trying to think like how we got more connected. I have no memory. I mean, I feel like I've known you all my life. <laughs> same. Uh, really, it's just been like I come over to your house and we either do stuff like in the community, like you've had me do like music things in the community. Yes. And I cut your hair sometimes. That's right. And, and my and my kids' hair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the main things. It's like we just and then we just talk. And then also, you are in the band with Seth. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. And Seth is in high school, and you help out in high school, mm-hmm. right? Um. Well. I love you so very much, Um, much. like for real. And Mm -hmm. Jay is a super genuine person. If you know her, you know that's very true. Um, She's got the, like, best voice, singing voice in the entire planet. It's a very true statement also. (laughs) Subjective. (laughs) Um, But not. And um, and she's just really super kind. Um, So she's she's genuine and kind and warm and friendly. I just love her. So, but she also has as we all do that know the Lord, um, a testimony of how she got to know Christ um, and how he became real in her life and what life changes had come from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would like for her to share that. So go ahead, Jay, start from the beginning and lead us through. So, okay. Uh, It's just going to be kind of the journey, so bear with me. Um, uh, So at the beginning, like, I grew up, my parents are both Christians are both believers, and so grew up going to church, uh, being familiar with the whole situation, um, and then uh, I did get saved at a young age. I got saved when I was six, uh, so I remember. I don't remember like what led on to understanding the gospel. Like I remember, I remember talking through it, and like my mom praying with me, and like I that was very clear in my mind. Mm-hmm. I have no doubts that there is like a moment of salvation because we prayed, we went through the verses in Romans, um, which like a lot of people know as like the Romans road, um, recognizing my own sin and understanding that Jesus died for my sin um, so that I wouldn't have to pay for it myself. Um, at six years old, that that made sense to me, and so uh, she said, like I talked to her about it later, um, like more recently, and. Uh, I had been going to like VBS, which I remember that. And so that had kind of been like the age, the age where I started to kind of put things together um, in my child mind. So (laughs) uh, that was when I recognized things and and got saved. Um, And so 
from there, we kept going to church and I was also homeschooled. This is like context um, for some of the other things because um, they wanted me to grow up um, just a little more protected from some of the things that people can be exposed to when they're in just like a public school environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we're getting older, like still going to church, whatever, um, <laughs> uh, in like middle school, high school, that's kind of when things for me, I would say like start to take a turn. Um, while we were faithful to go to church, there wasn't really a whole lot of like discipleship or accountability for growth. Uh, there was to an extent, but it wasn't like practical, how to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, yeah, you go to church and like, you're doing a good job. That's right. it. Yeah. Um, you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so through that, like even my friends, like when I was like at my church friends, um, they were kids that like went to public school. So I'd always like wanted that. Um, I wanted to like from the beginning, I can say, like, I've always wanted to, like, feel like I belong and I want to find my identity and, like, whoever I'm around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely the case of, like, elementary me and then even 22-year-old me sometimes when I'm being ridiculous. <laughs> so once I'm in, like, middle school, high school, that's when I, um, as this, like, young, coming out of being sheltered homeschool vibes, um, I'm kind of getting into the world a little bit. Um, I'm meeting some people that... Uh, I wouldn't have normally met or that I would have met if I'd gone to public school um, that just live their life differently and Mm -hmm. live it the way that the world lives their life. Um, And so there was, um, I'd say, a lot of like validation um, Mm -hmm. to some things that in my own mind, um, just like from like just being exposed to the Internet and like seeing things on TV, uh, I'd kind of like questioned like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and not like been so common culture. And so when I was meeting people that it was common culture, it was, uh, I guess eye opening, you could say. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I can like look back on and say like was a point of, I put it so bluntly, like a point of perversion, um, was like when I was 11, I had this friend and uh, we were really close and she was showing me some things that like are pretty common to find on the internet now. Um, 11 is so young. Mm -hmm. It's like a mom that kills my heart Mm -hmm. and you know that stuff happens at a young age. Yes. It hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. Continue. And so like to me it was interesting. It was something new. So it was like, yeah, I want to see like what's up. Mm. And then from that point on, like my brain was literally altered to be like from a from a child's age and like I know that happens like to kids way younger and like way worse things happen um and so I'm I'm very thankful that it wasn't like somebody that like abused me or something um I'm very grateful for that because I know that's the case for a lot of people that struggle with the same things that I struggled with in uh my like teen years um but that context to give um once I was meeting some of the people I was meeting like in like theater and um, dance and stuff, um, it was just people out in the world. And so I was meeting people that were gay for the first time. And I was like, this is, hmm, hmm. Mm. Um, and so I was, that was like, I'd already had thoughts like that, but it was when I really started to like wrestle with it because they were like, Mm, I feel like maybe you are. And I was like, I think I am. I don't know. And right. so that's really like the chunky thing um, that happened, I guess, in my life. And it was like all that very validating. Like, yeah, you definitely are this way. And like you explore, like find yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a person that I got with um, when I was like 
14. Oh, it's um, so young. <laughs> and they were like 17. Yeah. And so I was recounting this story with someone a couple weeks ago, this story, my life. Um, <laughs> and they, they were there for that time of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah, that was definitely like a grooming situation. That's infuriating um, to me. Like really just infuriating mm-hmm. to me. And it's so, it's so interesting to look back now and to think like I was manipulated by someone that was almost an adult. And I'm like, I'm like this thing that this girl that's been homeschooled and like didn't know any better basically. Uh, but still all, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there was still my own fallen sin nature in there. Right. Uh, and while I was saved, I had security of my salvation in Christ. Um, I did not walk with the Lord at all. And church was just something that, um, I believed in God and like, I, I, I knew, yeah, he's there and he, he loves me and like, it's okay. And then like from there, there's a lot of perpetuation of, uh, well, God, God loves you and God made you this way. And mm. he understands when really there's the truth of the, the Bible. Right. And it, that was something that I didn't even, I didn't even care about, mm-hmm. honestly, because it's like, yeah, God saved me and that's about it. Like that's, that's all I really know of him. Right. Um, and so I was just seeking my worth at continually again in whoever I was with. So it was either that relationship or my friends that I was with. Um, always that, always that was the case. Um, and then even by the world standards that obviously that relationship was like super unhealthy right. and, uh, it damaged me a lot, like in a lot of ways, like mentally, emotionally, romantically, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, from there that, kind of put me in a really even further brokenness mm-hmm. um just because that was that was where I was seeking my validation um was from this person who honestly wasn't in a place to give it themselves like they were For jacked sure. up yeah um and so uh basically I can like look back on my teen years and 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 say I was really empty and really I was really depressed I can remember like and that was something that I was I found interesting like people that were depressed and it seemed like there was something special about them. So I like remember a, a time where there was like a conscious choice in my mind of like, I, I want this because I want to be, I almost wanted the, I wanted the emptiness. I wanted the darkness because right. it's like, this is, I don't know. There, it seems like there's a purpose to it. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to act depressed. And, and then again, that validation from the world of like, yeah, depression's normal and anxiety's normal. I'm like, hmm, yeah. Right. Uh, but I was like, choosing to let those feelings kind of take me over um and then obviously like the brokenness of my situations perpetuated that right um so I was very not fine like just very broken and Mm -hmm. even like harming and uh like didn't want to live anymore um and I didn't know what it looked like to even try to ask God to like help me I was just like I don't even know anymore Mm -hmm. um and so I would, I would toe the line with certain things. I never like had this big action plan or anything. Um, I had, obviously my parents were, my mom did the best that she could. She was very sweet to me, um, to the capacity she knew what to do. And, um, I had some friends like that would come in and out that would be concerned, but it was kind of a culture in like, especially my theater friends, like we all were broken and we liked it. Like we would, I'm going to help you. I'm going to counsel you and you counsel me. And like, that's just kind of our dynamic is like we sit in our depression. It's like you glorify that kind of 
mm-hmm. stuff the world does and mm-hmm. and it's the magical unicorn everybody chases it seems like mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes definitely um so that was kind of like that whole time mm-hmm. um and so through theater I did meet someone he uh, had just started coming to Oakland Heights um like a few months prior and uh he was like hey I know you're not like liking to go to church with your family so maybe you'll maybe maybe try this out yeah. I don't know you seem pretty like like you're looking right and I definitely was like sure that's right. good anything um, <laughs> yeah like I'd gotten out of the crap relationship and was just not sure what to do um so I started coming to Oakland Heights and yeah. um that that time I was definitely like seeking just like what what am I supposed to do what is my life supposed to look like um and so after a few months of going, uh, there was some real truth laid out and it was the first time I could really like reconcile and recognize like what it looks like to basically let God be your authority right. uh, and let his word be your authority. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know anything like that besides just like we come to church and like you do, you do good and that's enough. Um, and so actually having that decision of like, read your Bible, let Mm. God speak to you. Um, you have to let him shape you and and change you and transform you. And you can't just do the things of the world. That was all, it was all unfamiliar to me. And so there was a point like in that spring, like I'd started going in like February of 2018. Uh, and then sometime in the spring, um, was when I had like, and it's funny to recount on now, uh, but there was this moment, uh, it was outside of Oakland Heights. It was just this moment of, um, I, I surrender really. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this realities of hell play, uh, at another church. And really that, that wasn't the thing that changed my mind. It was all of God using just his word. Um, and like, the relationships I had at the time, the friendships I had, and uh, all the different, I don't know, circumstances of that spring, like, post, like, coming and hearing truth, uh, kind of orchestrated up to that point, and then it was like, okay, are you in or out? Right. Like, do you love me or not? Are yeah. you going to act like a Christian or not? Mm. And, like, that that day, like, was when I decided, okay, yeah, like, this is what's up. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in. Uh, and so I, from that point on, was trying to seek the Lord and like actually act like a believer. (laughs) And it was tough because like there were so many friendships I had like in the world um, that didn't align with his word. And there was still so much uh, just damage to work through. Um, And it wasn't anything I could do myself. Like the flesh can't fix itself. Mm. Um, And so, yeah. 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 Uh, So from there it was, I, there was an amount of me just trying to like figure things out. And then there were some things where I was like, okay, God's got to have to tell me. And I had friends that were so sweet. Um, Corin Parker. Um, oh, yeah. he, he was, uh, cause I was friends with a lot of dudes at the time. Like, cause that was just, I was really identifying very differently. I didn't know my sexuality. I didn't know my gender. I didn't know nothing. Right. And so I was just dressing really masculinely, whatever. And from that point on was trying to kind of figure some things out, dress a little more femininely and, uh, some of the dudes I was hanging out with, like he, Corbin and speci- specifically, he, uh, we were kayaking. It was like a group of us kayaking and he like paddled ahead and, uh, was like, Hey, I'm, and he, he, we've talked about it recently. <laughs> he was like, 
Yeah, I, I like rarely remember that and also probably did that in my flesh, but I knew I needed to say something. I was like, what did he say? It was basically like, hey, you know, the Bible says that that's wrong, right? And I was like, yeah, I kind of don't know, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because that that was the thing is like, the Bible says this, but then also the world's going to say, well, the Bible's wrong. And like, right. uh, here's actually the historical context. And really the truth of the matter is like, let God's word be true and every man a liar. Right. You don't have to get into the nitty gritty um, to say like, uh, actually it's not talking about homosexuality. It's talking about like pedophilia and, right. and rape. And it's like, the Bible still talks about those things. They're not right. Uh, but the context of the scripture does say like, men lying with men and women with women like that is an unnatural affection and that is even new testament scripture so it's like right you can't be you don't have to rewrite what what god's word already for says for sure um and so for me that was that was the reality i had to come to terms with and thomas uh harding he did a series that summer like after my point of like he doesn't even know this like that i had that time with god like me trying to like literally submit my life to him um he did this series, and it was about finding our identity in Christ. Oh, and yeah. I know uh, him, <laughs> like him about Christ validating us before anyone else can, and that he gives us a purpose, he gives us an identity, and it has nothing to do with mm. our sexuality or our relationships or from other people. It would be like sports or career For or sure. whatever else thing that you can yeah. find yourself in, because uh, the world has so many things you can find yourself in, right? So and get it, lost in, mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, that was truly like those two things in in particular. Uh, My pastor that that was a good shepherd and was Mm. wise to use God's word to speak truth into my life. Uh, And then a friend that was willing to be bold enough to say like, hey, uh, this is awkward, but like this is what the Bible says. For sure. You're in sin. And you know what? It is really hard, especially when you love someone um, and you want them to to grow and you want them to change and you see, you see what's wrong. Uh, it's hard to speak truth sometimes because you don't want to hurt them. Mm. Um, but that was what, that was what needed to happen and praise the Lord. Like Oakland Heights is such a good church family. Like, because nobody judged me when I started coming, nobody was mean to me or cruel. Mm. Um, they welcomed me with open arms and encouraged me to come to things. And like you said, like I started helping, like they let me help. Like they (laughs) let me do stuff because they were like, this girl needs to get plugged in Mm -hmm. so that she can feel like it literally was like God's hand just like grafting me and like come on come on Mm -hmm. sweet thing like you need a place this is your place yeah and so because I had felt loved and cared for and cherished like that gave me ears to hear the truth because I knew it wasn't just coming from a place of judgment I knew it was coming from a place of love you felt that people actually cared about you exactly and so it wasn't just condemnation Mm -hmm. and you're you you shouldn't be gay you're going to hell whatever it's it was hey I see you're trying to do the right thing and God loves you and this is what his word says like this is how he designed things and do without what you will yeah (laughs) and for me saying all right, well, if I'm going to actually obey God, then looks like I'm going to have to change my life. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of like the rest of that year. And then, uh, the beginning of 2019, um, uh, Thomas's wife, Amber Harding, um, she was serving in the high school at the time, um, with him. And I just, I was just so fond of her. She was so sweet and always, she's so intentional to like always say hi to people and always be sweet. And I saw that and I thought, 
that lady is walking with the Lord and like mm. she's a rock star. And I asked her to disciple me. Like that, oh, that's that was cool. I didn't know how, that's yeah, how it worked out. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, because that was getting talked about so much and I was like, if I'm gonna keep growing, like I feel like this is the next thing that I need. Like I don't know what to do. And I just turned eighteen and so we talked about it and we met for a couple months. because um, that's that's how Amber is. She's gonna she's gonna see if you're gonna be faithful right, first. Yeah. Uh, and these are her three things, which are like so crucial to discipleship. Um, if you're faithful, if you're honest, and if you're willing to change. Yeah. Um, and if you're like wanting to follow the Lord and wanting to be submitted to His Word, like those things need to be true of you. And, yeah. Um. So, I'm very thankful she was willing to take the time to invest in me. Um. Because I otherwise like I didn't I didn't know what to do. Um, it's nice that somebody will come and take you by the hand and mm-hmm. they'll just show you through mm-hmm. the Bible and through the example of their life mm-hmm. to show you what it looks like. Yes. So you don't feel like you have to flounder and try to figure things out a little right. bit on your own or whatever. Right. Yeah. And like, that's God's design yeah. is for someone more mature in the faith to take you through the word and guide you and to be an honest testimony and to be not a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so crucial. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that. And so for two and a half years, we discipled and lots changed in that time. Yeah. Like, um, I, ch- I graduated high school. I changed jobs. I went to school for my career now, mm-hmm. um, started my career, was like in and out of things and got to grow in ministry. And so it was really, it was, I'm very thankful. Lots changed. Yeah. Um, and God just has used all of it, um, yeah. for his glory. And I can see like where, uh, faith became virtue and virtue became like yeah to your uh virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance mm-hmm. and like literally through discipleship you can see that process of like oh yeah I had to like learn how to share the gospel like and to not be in sin with my friends and to um leave jobs because I was in sin or like just things were not well and that's just not what God had for me anymore so right. um I'm very thankful that I had my relationship with her have current present tense uh for thing for like that direct guidance yeah um as well as the encouragement of like accountability in god's word um because that was like when i started to read god's word for the first time like as like a daily walk right um and so she helped me to figure out what it looks like to like hear from the lord for the first time um because you're you're told like <clears throat> once you start to get faithful like read your bible and it's like i'm reading what am i supposed to do <laughs> right hearing? what do i do with this right it's like <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Yeah. What does this mean? <laughs> um, and so I'm just very thankful because the process of discipleship, while it like we have like a lesson format that you go through, um, it's also just life on life and reproducing what you are. Um, that's what the Bible says, and that is literally what happens. Mm. Um, so it's life on life. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that was a couple years ago. Now uh, about to finish. Um, we do like ministry training. And so I'm thankful that even post discipleship, like I have not stopped getting discipled. Uh, like her and I are still close friends and I have, I'm very thankful. I have good leadership serving in the high school. Um, Chris and Lindsay, they do just such a fantastic job and, uh, our pastors are wonderful. You're a good friend that (laughs) I can turn to. Um, and so even though like, so like, okay, not in sin in these areas, we've gone through the process and now it's like, yeah, you just keep getting sanctified. Like, that mm. just never stops. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, I guess, walks us up to where we're at now. Yeah, that's great. So you're doing the ministry training mm-hmm. classes. Yeah, this is last semester. So which ones have you taken so far? 
I've, uh, this is my last class. So it's been how, uh, how to study the Bible was my first one, um, which gosh, what an intimidating start because being homeschooled and then also being like a little sinner, I like cheated a lot. So I just was not a good student. Um, so it was like intimidating to go into that class first. Right. Um, and you know what? You reap what you sow. Cause when you live in sin and, uh, don't do things the correct way now, I like have had to learn what it looks like as an adult woman to be a good student instead of like a child. Oh, but also same. <laughs> same. I was the worst student of, of anybody. So yeah, but it's never too late to learn. Like it's God, true. God's gracious is good. Yes, yeah. God is so gracious. So how to study the Bible, uh, personal evangelism, uh, the process of spiritual growth, and then the most recent one is spiritual gifts. Wow, so yeah. those are our MTT classes. So then I don't know if they're doing it Maybe this is probably not a podcast uh, conversation, but I don't know if they're starting in December, but you're going to be going into leadership training mm-hmm. next. Yep. So that's super exciting. Yeah. I'm super excited. Me too. Do you think, are you going to take any um, credits oh, oh, uh, at LFBI? I, maybe. I don't know. Which is Living Faith Bible Institute. Uh-huh. Anyways, all that to say, I think this is really, um, I'm thankful for our, our church also mm-hmm. and other churches that provide resources um, and take the time to invest to help teach the people that go there, mm-hmm. you know, more about the yeah. Lord and how yeah. God wants us to live and what that looks like and then how we can help others mm-hmm. and all these things. And it's not just about showing up on Sunday right? or, you know, having like meals together, which that's fun and yeah, fine, sweet, but... but being able to really grow, mm-hmm. um, and the knowledge of the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, but serving and doing God's will and stuff like that. And, and just knowing you back when you first started coming to our church right. and seeing all that God has done in you mm-hmm. now has mm-hmm. been astronomical. Like it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, even though you're not my kid, it's like, <laughs> like, I'm just so, uh, whatever, not trying to cry. Like, I'm so proud of you and just like all that you've been willing to, um, sacrifice in your life and to give up because I know it hasn't been easy. It's never easy no. when God's like, you're willing, but God's having to like rip this flesh and kill it. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, the, that's the thing. And like people, like the world tries to validate like, oh, yeah. this is like who you are. And it's like, no, it's not. My identity is found in Christ. And so as like hard as it was to tell myself at that time, like I'll just put these thoughts on the back burner, th- put them mm. on the back burner. Like the world would say like, that's so, that's so cruel. And it's like, no, the Bible says to die to yourself daily. Because God wants to make you into something way more beautiful, yes. like way yes. more fulfilling, yes. you know, all these things that are, um, just the best picture of who Christ is mm-hmm. and the best way for us to live in this earth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's so neat to see the transformation that God has, has made in you and like being so able sweet. to hang out with you and all this mm-hmm. stuff too. I just love you. All right. I love you. Anyways, you got anything <laughs> else? You, that's anything else? I think that's the, okay. that's the moment. <laughs> um, I love you. Thanks for coming on and Thanks talking about me. what God's done in your life. Yeah, and um, I hope that it's an encouragement um, to somebody. I, I know it will be, uh, especially just all the things that our world teaches nowadays and the things that um, people seem to encounter and mm-hmm. face more now than I think ever has been before, at least in our American culture, mm-hmm. um, and in, in this day and age, you know, um, and so hopefully that will encourage somebody to really not settle for who the world is telling them that they should be and right. validate that they would yeah. also see the beautiful transformation that God makes when you're willing to just yeah. give up 
your will and surrender to the Lord. Yeah. And trust him, you yeah. know. Because there is, like, such life and liberty and joy and peace that yeah. come with, like, living for the Lord and not for yourself. And and also not in depression anymore. Yeah, word. <laughs> word. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right, so if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you all next Monday. Bye.